0: It's time for another episode of the Core Extra Podcast. Welcome to another episode of Core Extra Podcast. I'm Kurt.
1: And I'm Steve.
0: We are back with another episode and we are uh, in studio. We should be outside because it's like... 75 degrees. No, oh, the
1: humidity broke. Yeah.
0: Yesterday, it was, it was, uh, last two days, it was like 90% humidity. And you know what the best thing to do when it's like that is to go work in your backyard.
1: Like I did. Yeah. Die. That's
0: the, that's the best thing to do.
1: Wait you, know, you know, speaking of that, mm-hmm. and, and I wasn't going to bring this up, but you brought it up, working in the backyard. For s- some of our listeners, who don't have the cicada problem. We have a cicada problem here in the city. Right. And they, I don't know if you know what they look like. They they look like monsters. They have big red eyes, winged. They are, uh, <coughs> give me the cold, I swallowed one of them. They, they're, they're the scariest looking things, but they're not, you know, they're, they're harmless. But there's so many of them that they, they cover the ground. Well, not literally, but you know what I mean. But when you work in the yard, like if you're with a lawnmower or a weed eater or a blower, they think you're a big cicada, and they swarm on you. And I mean, even though they're harmless, you know, anything near your face, you, you go into spasms trying to get it away. And did you see where that lady had a car accident?
0: Yep, with, I with saw a, that.
1: They had one in her car.
0: I saw that people going cry. I saw a woman walking through the park a parking lot yesterday, uh, yesterday, day before, or whatever, and she had a fan like one of those fans you have in church, like waving them around, trying, yeah, trying people, to get
1: them. But people are they're they're harmless. Yeah, but they're um, a nuisance.
0: Well, they're winding down now.
1: But they come every 17 years, so I kind of hope I'm here when they come back again. <laughs> right. So that'll put me at 77. So that's what I'm shooting for. One more, because I doubt I'd make the the next one at 94. Well, you never know. Well, I I know.
0: I think I'm pretty sure about this. I'm pretty sure. I'm I'm pretty sure.
1: <laughs> I may not make the 77 one. Well, you never know. Well, yeah, you're right. But I know I, but I but won't I, make the 94. But I don't think so. I will not make the 94.
0: <laughs> well, see you say that, but then the next thing you know, <laughs> you'll be 94. Yeah. Trying to, if you make the 94, because I'm saying it like I'm like. Twenty. <laughs> if you make the 94, so I'll be 93, and it'll be worth money. If YouTube is still around, it'll be worth money <coughs> to watch us try to swat cicadas
1: oh, in yeah, our 90s. from the old folks, home.
0: Well, first of all, I won't even see the cicada. No. I just have to list, well, I probably won't hear it either. I won't even know if there's cicadas if I'm 94.
1: Speaking of them, um, since we just were talking about them, There's a new, there's supposed to be another group that are hatching. I just saw a guy on TV. Mm -hmm. And this next group, these are supposed to be (laughs) twice as big really, as these are. And they make a a sound like a UFO. (laughs) 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 That's what he did. When are those coming? A couple weeks. Oh, really? Twice as big. Now, these ones here are about half the size of your finger. Right. So you can imagine these bugs. and oh, these they,
0: things would be huge.
1: And they got grippy claws, so if they get on you, it, you know, you try to pull them off, and then they scream. Really? Have you had them scream?
0: Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah.
1: Then they, try, then they scream when you try to get off.
0: So on, on these new ones, like 12 of them could lift up a baby and just fly off with it.
1: <laughs> well, we're talking about these because our listeners from all around the world don't have these. These are mostly in the Midwest. Yeah, yeah. So and they come out once every seventeen years. Yeah, but then but then there's other
0: ones that come out like every nine, yeah. every six. So it's like every year you're dealing with a cicada.
1: So these are the ones though that uh, they they got to be the oldest living bug. Oh, they have to be because they they lay their eggs. They they're the ones that come out with the shells and they climb out of their mm-hmm. shells and they leave all these little cocoons all over the place. Man, it's a good thing. These things ain't poisonous. No. Oh, oh my God.
0: Or bite. Yeah, can you imagine? Because it is. I don't want to exaggerate, but there's hundreds of thousands of these things. Yep. I mean, it really is. There's no exaggeration. No. These things are everywhere,
1: and and they don't. They must not live long, because they only live a couple of weeks. The driveways live and parking lots are scattered full of dead bodies. Yeah,
0: it is. It's uh, no, they don't live long at all. They're almost done now.
1: If you've ever seen the videos of the island with the crabs. Have you seen that? Yeah, yeah, when they cross the street. cross the street, millions of them. There's millions of cicadas here. It it really is millions.
0: It really is. Well, Steve, you know, we have a lot to get to this week because...
1: We haven't done this for a while.
0: Yeah, we uh, we had to take off last week. So, as usual, I want to give you uh, some podcasts that I've been listening to. The podcasts, I have like two or three of them that I completed during my 5K review, which, as I always tell you... It's uh, me listening and reviewing podcasts while completing a 5K. Uh, somebody wrote and asked me, do I do an actual 5K? I was going to say that.
1: I was just about to ask you. Do yeah. you actually do a 5K every morning?
0: Well, not every morning, but 5K is three and a half miles, so roughly. So I usually walk somewhere around there, three and a half, four, on a trail. I got a trail right here by my house. And I usually do that. So it usually ends up being about about a 5K you know so but somebody just asked me that's funny you said that well i used to run those but no, no not
1: now I, I never knew you to run
0: it was a long time ago and what i'm going to start doing is driving a 5k <laughs> and, and listening to these things all right so here's a good one. Oh, oh well, they're all good but the first one is called guerrilla film history now guerrilla film history now you can find you can find all of these on twitter so i won't have to say it every time Look on Twitter, uh, Instagram, all social media. But this is Guerrilla Film History Now. Uh, Two film nerds show you the intersections between film history and world history every week. And those hosts are Pete and Mark. And let me give you my Podchaser review. My five-star Podchaser review. Pete and Mark have a deep knowledge and understanding of film and shine in this podcast. The episodes I listen to are insightful yet entertaining at the same time. The show is mandatory for fellow n- film nerds, and for anyone wanting to hear what a great indie podcast can sound like when you are passionate about the subject matter. Please subscribe today. That is Gorilla Film History. Now, uh, the next one is the assorted are we passionate
1: about what we do.
0: Oh yeah, we're going to be doing it here in about an hour when we, sh- when we go eat. Yeah,
1: we're about ready to eat. Soon. <laughs>
0: Assorted Goods Podcast is the next one. Assorted Goods Podcast. A podcaster's journey to learn more about the world one story at a time. Okay. My review is, host Dan Felton does extensive research on various topics and presents his research in an educational and humorous way. His ability to tackle heavy and light topics and his conversational style Feels like he's sharing information rather than lecturing. Listen, download, and subscribe to this excellent podcast. Again, it's called Assorted Goods Podcast. The next one, this is an interesting one. Well, they're all interesting. Mm-hmm. But um, this one I found, I kind of, I should tell you, before I tell you about this one, I kind of found this one by accident. And I'm glad I did. It's called No Be Juju, an African mythology podcast. Now, No Be. The way they have it here is N-O is one word, then B, B-E, another word, Juju, J-U-J-U. Two wannabe mythologists attempt to recount African tales and legends one incredible story at a time. Again, it's called No Bee Juju, an African mythology podcast. Let me read my review. This brand new podcast explores African myths and legends in a fun yet educational setting. The hosts learn along with the audience, which makes this a shared experience. The listener feels like a classmate instead of a student. Thoroughly enjoyed every episode. Subscribe today. This was interesting because uh, these two ladies do not claim to be professionals. Uh, They're just people that want to learn more about their history, and then they're sharing it on here at the same time. So um, those are the ones. Those are the ones that I completed the 5K review. They're all pretty good. I suggest everybody go out and subscribe to those today. I'll give you a quick recap. No Be Juju, an African mythology podcast, the Assorted Goods podcast, and Guerrilla Film History Now podcast, all available on Twitter and everywhere. You podcast.
1: And they're not professionals? No. Unlike us.
0: Well, yeah, yeah. Well, who can be as professional as we are? But, uh, yeah, so check those out. And and of course, I have uh, several more that I did one yesterday, and I'll be bringing that to you guys a little later, but you know, Steve, as you know, I have to go back in the back room here at the studio because we're having some issues with our sound equipment and they want me to check it out. So let me run back there. So now I want to introduce a new segment of our show. It's all about Steve. (laughs)
1: <laughs> this I is what this is what we do when we have, yeah, we have technical difficulties. let me tell you a little bit about myself that's it i my life is boring I n- do nothing that's it but anyway, while he's out of the room, I can continue my cicada story or today's theme I believe Kurt has a ghost story to tell well i have a couple of them i like to take a lot of ghost tours when i'm out of town and to different places philadelphia gatlinburg flor whenever we go to florida uh, st augustine uh we just took one in charleston west virginia Uh, but we like to take the ghost tours. and we're into that my girlfriend and i but um What I wanted to tell today was the story of Gatlinburg. Now, I didn't think that there would be many, because, you know, this is like a a play area down there. If you haven't been to Gatlinburg, it's at the beginning of the Smokies. So if you go there, I mean, it's a great time. If you like hiking, camping, or if you just like to see the shops, uh, they have all kind of like Ripley's Believe It or Not, uh, all kind of museums, things like that. Uh, They have the Ripley's Aquarium. They have the Ripley's, uh, um, what do you call it, uh, where they have all the amazing things. They have uh, ghost houses, things like that, haunted houses. But great place to visit. But basically it's a place to shop, camp, and hike. So if you're interested in the Smokies, I think it's the number one tourist destination in the United States. And we usually go down there once every year, get a cabin up in the mountains. I don't want to bore you with this, but I believe later on Kurt's got a great paranormal story. So I would tell you the story that happened when I was down there in Gatlinburg. I took the ghost tour. The ghost store tour, took it took like an hour and 45 minutes, so I was really impressed with it. And it took us to different places in town where ghosts were reported seen and then they told a little story about each spot and I'm just going to give you a couple of them because I don't want to spoil the tour so there's a hotel and I believe it is the Edgewater Hotel but I may be wrong but up on the 10th floor of the Edgewater and don't quote me on the hotel but it's on the back road where the haunted house is the, the story goes that there's a creek that runs by the hotel. And if you look down into the creek, some people are able to see a small girl that points up to one of the balconies. Now, the story goes that back in the 70s, her, her mother and father had come to Gatlinburg, first vacation ever, to spend time in the Smokies. Well, they were on the 10th floor of the Edgewater. Somehow the girl climbs up onto the balcony and falls into the creek, dies instantly, obviously. But the story is that you're able on some nights to see her down in the hole there. People have seen her. I didn't see her on the ghost tour, pointing up to the balcony of the balcony that she fell from. Now, that's a story that they tell on the tour. I didn't see her. Another one is, if you're down there, there is an observation tower. Now, the observation tower takes you above Gatlinburg. It's a beautiful view of the city. The story with that is that the observation tower was down for like a month, and they couldn't get the parts brought in. And the workmen who worked on it finally got the parts. Well, he had the elevator above him. And what he had to do was put this new electrical box into the, el- thanks. into the elevator. Well, when he put the new box in, the elevator came down and crushed him. So the story is if you go into the, the, the tower and you're looking over the city, a couple people have reported a man in work clothes – with a utility belt up on top of the the tower working on it. And people go downstairs and said, why didn't you tell me that this thing wasn't in work in order? There's a guy up there working on this thing. And they're like, what are you talking about? We saw a guy in a utility belt up there. And then you describe him, and it turns out that's the guy that was crushed in the elevator at the um, – at the observation tower. I'm telling him about because I told him you may have a somewhat paranormal story coming up, and so I was telling him about. And he just came back yeah. from our technical difficulties. In other words, the diet coke and the Dr Pepper was our technical difficulty. <laughs> he just came back <laughs> back in the room. So that was a crew tower. Yeah, no, that oh. was um, this is Gatlinburg.
0: Oh, down at Gatlinburg.
1: Yeah, and so. You're supposedly able to see this guy in his utility belt and workman's mm-hmm. clothes. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you caught the beginning. Yeah. thing came down and crushed him. Mm. People have seen him working on there. Now, I went up there mm-hmm. with the ghost tour, and I didn't see him, obviously. No. So, not that I don't believe. I just didn't see him. Um, another one down there is, it's one of the hotels off the main drag, and and – I don't want to give these names out and drop names because I'm not sure, but I think it's a traffic light number eight. If you're familiar with Gatlinburg, they go by traffic lights. That's how you tell where you are in town. Traffic light number eight, you make a left, you go up the hill, there's a, a hotel there. This lady reported she was out sitting at the pool, and a guy came out in a suit, came to out, sat at the pool across from her, and then got up and walked back into the hotel. Did this three nights in a row. So she goes down to the front desk and asked him about the guy in the suit. I guess she was attracted to him. I don't know why, but that's what she said. Asked him about, Guy said, we don't have anybody staying in that part of the hotel. That part of the hotel is closed right now for renovation. She said, no, I saw him go in there. She said, well, what room did he go in? I guess it was glass rooms around the building. She said he went into that room right there. It was like room 103, I think, 103, 102. I can't remember the story. And um, the guy said, what did he look like? She said he was in a suit, blue blue tie, whatever. She said, you have seen, I can't remember the guy's name, like Mr. Johnson. She said, well, I don't know what his name is. He said, no, I'm telling you the guy was on a business trip and he was in that room and he was there three days in town on business. Well, I guess on the third day he got a, a a dear John phone call from his wife who was leaving. him, Hmm. So he hung himself in that room and people still see him come out to the pool, sit, get up, go back into the room. Now this is all on the ghost tour of, of uh, Gatlinburg. Anyway, the, there is one more I want to tell you about. It is a Ripley's Believe It or Not museum. At one time, it was a hotel. Now, then they turned it into the museum, which is a pretty cool museum if you get a chance. Ripley's Believe It or Not. That's a sponsor. So, soon to be, hopefully, since we mentioned them. Um, they say, you know, everybody knows about orbs and photos and everything. Those. They always say, I saw orbs, or I saw orbs floating through the air. The guy told us to take pictures of the Ripley's Believe It or Not Museum towards the top. And uh, you may be able to see some of these orbs. Now, I did take pictures of the Ripley's Believe It or Not, and I did come up with about five or six orbs in my photo. Now, I don't know if it was due to the lighting or what, but no one else had it. And they were all standing where I was.
0: Oh, they w- oh really?
1: Yeah. No one else had it in them. Hmm. But I recommend highly going to the, Ripley, uh, to the Gatlinburg's Ghost Tour. One other thing, and, and I th- thought was amazing. Have you been to Gatlinburg? Long time ago. Okay. Well, the main strip. Oh, I, I have no recollection. Y- I was a kid. The, the, like I said, the main strip is all commercialized. You mm-hmm. know, It's all little mom and pop stores and mm-hmm. things like that. On this trip, they took us to the Gatlinburg Cemetery. Mm-hmm. Now, if you're walking up the main strip of Gatlinburg, and you get up to about traffic light number 7 or 8, and you look to the left, there is a golf course back in there. It's built. It's not hillbilly golf. I know somebody's going to say that. No. There's a golf course built back off the strip. You, do, like, walk back into a plaza. There's a couple shops, and they have a golf course. They have shoot hoops, things like that right behind that, literally is the Gatlinburg cemetery i mean you literally walk behind the golf course and you're in the cemetery they've built the Gatlinburg next to the cemetery
0: that's not a good thing
1: it, it is crazy that i is mean crazy. they said one of the trips we're going to take is to the Gatlinburg cemetery so i'm thinking okay we're going to we get have, in we have to drive way we got to drive down. to the Gatlinburg cemetery yeah no it is right behind the strip that's and it takes up the whole back of the, the strip. It's like take any cemetery and then just build a strip mall in it. That's when I go back to my hotel, pack up, gone. That's crazy.
0: What is it with these people building stuff around the cemeteries? None of these people watch Poltergeist, apparently.
1: I, I, I guess not. But there were a couple things in there. You know, Some of the founders take pictures of their graves. Sometimes there's orbs. I don't know, but I did see them at the Ripley's, believe it or not. And I recommend anytime you go to any city, go on the ghost tour. Because it's not just ghosts, it's very much history of the town. And I've gone on to them probably five or six times.
0: I went to the one here. You ever go to one here? I did not. I went to the one here and they take you underground and um some of the places they they talk about I used to go to. Well, it was a couple of de- seriously, uh on Vine Street, there was a couple of uh dance places, and they were supposed to be haunted and everything and but uh we i will I'll save that story because I do have an interesting story to tell you about some stuff that really happened on our ghost tour like and I know it wasn't set up because I know everybody that was involved, you know what I mean, and just by the way it happened it was it was kind of creepy. I was really surprised.
1: You know, I was really surprised. But I recommend going to them because, like I said, you get all the history. I took the one in Philadelphia, and 50% of it was the history oh, of sure. Philadelphia. Oh, sure. And then they intermingled the ghosts, in mm-hmm. it, and it was, was well worth the trip. Um, but that's all I got to say about that. <laughs>
0: okay. Well, I missed the beginning. Will you start over? No.
1: <laughs> you can listen to it.
0: Well, you know, it's funny – you. You bring that up because um, you know it's summertime now, and you know it opens up. When it's summertime, is our amusement park here in Cincinnati, uh, Kings King, Island? Kings Island. Now, Kings Island. I don't know if you know this, but Kings Island has quite a few creepy things that went on up there. Uh, quite a few of them. Back in the day,
1: I don't know anything about Kings Island. I know a little bit about
0: Coney. Coney Island. Well, maybe we should do that one day too.
1: Yeah, I mean, but go in ahead. my
0: hot little hands, I have some information about uh, some things that went on at Kings Island. But uh, let me give our listeners, because I know we have listeners all over the world, and let me uh, give you guys what tell you what Kings Island is. Okay, so Kings Island is, is our amusement park here. We used to have one called Coney Island which set right on the River Ohio River. And uh it was small, but back in the day it was the one. It was the one, you know. Yeah. So in April of 72, Kings Island opens up. Now, Kings Island is about 30 minutes, 20 25 minutes north of Cincinnati. It sits in an area called Mason, Ohio. Well, it,
1: oh, I'm sorry. No, I didn't miss that. No. Just to go back to Coney Island. Mm-hmm. The difference between the two amusement parks. Right. Kings Island had safety features. <laughs> yeah. Coney Island had oh, none.
0: Coney Island was like an adventure park. Yes, deck, I mean it know? was Well, you know, it was back in the day. They yeah, just back said, in the day. Hey, sit in there. You'll be all right. Yeah. Don't worry about
1: it. The Lost River. You remember the Lost River? Oh yeah.
0: I got lost there for two years.
1: Yeah, the <laughs> Lost River. I mean, that's kind of amusement parks. The, the the finger snapper.
0: You, you you probably have they probably had no insurance. <laughs> no Kings Island. No. So um So, yeah, so King's Island is a little bit north of here. It's very nice. It's big. It's about 700 acres, and that's a big area up there. It's built in. Now, here's something I didn't know about King's Island. The reason is in King's Mill is the little town. We have a lot of little towns here in Ohio, and it's called King's Mills because back in the day, uh, the King's Powder Company created the town for its employees. So they literally built a little town. And a powder they company? It was a powder company. I never remember. Im- yeah. You
1: mean gunpowder? No, I think
0: it was like baby
1: powder type oh, okay. thing. I
0: think. But I really don't know the answer to that. So that's Kings Island. Now, Kings Island is most famous for. You know what it's most famous for is the Beast, the biggest, baddest, longest, fastest wooden yep, roller coaster yep. in the world. Yeah. The Beast, uh, people come even now from all over the world to ride the Beast. All over the world. It's uh, a four-minute ride, seventy-three hundred feet is is is, and it's it's still considered the longest, I believe. Yeah, it is the longest wooden roller coaster in the world, and um, it's I think it's like the fifth or sixth fastest. Have you ever ridden it? Oh yeah, back in the day, right? Back
1: in the day, I don't even go to Kings Island anymore. It's too, and I'm no. too old.
0: Well, let me tell you, I rode the beast, you know, dozens of times back back when. Yeah. And that is the best name for that ride. Is the yeah, Beast yeah. because it is a beast, Jack. That is no lie. About uh, a side note: a few years ago, this group of people came from the UK to ride uh, the Beast. And one of those, the, you know, there's a group of people that go all, right all, oh, yeah. everywhere and do and uh, ride roller coasters. The guy that they interviewed, he had literally been waiting 20 years for that trip, so he could come and ride the Beast. You know, <laughs> and uh, is he married? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, all right. So anyway, that brings us to Sunday, June ninth, nineteen
1: ninety one. So it's been open for a while.
0: Oh, it's, it open in nineteen seventy two. Yeah. So yeah. No. 20 Sunday, years. June ninth, nineteen ninety one. You know what that's called? That's called Black Sunday at Kings Island. Really? Let me tell you why. There's a water uh, display up there called the Oktoberfest Pond. It's just a big pond. has a little statue in it, you know. It's just just normal. Well, you know when you go up there. might not be there no more. Well, but, but you know when you go up there, there's water fixtures everywhere. Yeah, yeah. Y- you yeah. know what I mean? So, all right. So, I I want to read this to you. And it's from, I want to give this guy some credit here. Evan P. And he runs something called Kings Island Ghosts. That's his blog on the ghost. I have a lot of that information from here, from from his. Several sources, but this is the main one. All right. So let me tell you about Black Sunday. You're not going to believe this. I've
1: never even heard of it.
0: When I read it, I couldn't believe it. Okay. Here we go. So in the mid-1980s, Kings Island officials added an aerator pump to this pond so they could cut down on algae growth. Okay? Makes sense. All right. Now, since 1971, there had been this federal law requiring a piece of equipment called a ground fault circuit interrupter, GFCI. Had to be on all electrical outlets, okay? And what it does is it stops the flow of electricity in an electrical system for about 1 of a second if something goes wrong. It's like a $10 part, okay? Now, let's go to June 9, 1991. So early that morning, some employees were working in the pond cleaning up trash because you know people throw stuff around. Sure, right. Sure. So this company was having a picnic there. And there was a 20, 22 year old employee, his name was Timothy, and brought along his best friend named William. So they're in the park. So also present in the park that day was a guy named Daryl, who was in his second season working as park security guard. So Daryl's a security guard. So,
1: fellow brother.
0: Hmm? Yeah, that's right. You know, Steve, that's right. That's right. So, second Retired season.
1: security guard here. So, Daryl
0: <clears Durrell throat> had just gotten a small award from the park that morning recognizing him for special effort in guest satisfaction and employee teamwork. Mm-hmm. Uh, Steve doesn't have
1: one of those. No.
0: So, at about 8 uh, 48 p.m., and these times are important. So about 8.48 p.m., William and Timothy climbed off of the Viking Fury. You remember that big ride?
1: Oh, yeah, the Viking Fury. And
0: decided to make their way over to the Beast. As they walked on the bridge that crossed over the pond, they leaned over the railing and touched the fountain. And Timothy did. He leaned over the railing, touched the fountain, and started throwing water on his buddy. Well, Timothy was electrocuted by the water and fell off the bridge railing into the pond.
1: I know where this is now. You know
0: what I'm talking about. It's an
1: Oktoberfest area. Right. Where they served the beer and the pretzels and you and the fish where the Yeah. That's where it I is. Know exactly where this is.
0: Now his buddy apparently turned around and saw him plunge into the water. So his buddy immediately jumped into the pond to pull him out. Now Z- yeah, both of them. Yeah, so both of them start fa- – well, so, so the guy starts fading in out of consciousness and, consciousness and was jolted by the water's electrical current. So this guy is passing out and getting jolted back, right? So William was shocked as well. So meanwhile, Durrell, security guard, was walking along the wooden deck of the beer garden and either heard or saw what happened. He jumps into the pond and gets shocked. So all three of these dudes jump in the pond. Oh,
1: my God. All right.
0: So another guest in the park, a guy named Craig Peltz, I think his name is, uh, managed to use a lid from a garbage can to hook around um, uh, the two, two of the guy's shoulders and pull them in, into the patio. So he pulls William and Timothy out. So Pets, Peltz had another guest by the ankles who pulled out the security guard, who was now completely submerged in water. Okay, now get this. If all of that's not enough, there's this woman named Paula Earls. She was a visiting nurse from Indianapolis who happened to be walking through Oktoberfest at the time, and she began giving CPR on the men. Emergency services from Mason Fire Department arrived at 9:02, okay, 11 minutes after 911 was called at 8:51, right? So an ambulance takes Timothy to to the hospital. Uh, a helicopter takes uh, one uh, takes the security guard. And William to the hospital. It lifts off at 9.40 p.m. and took them down here to our university, you know, hospital. Sadly, nothing could be done. Um, Both of them died at the hospital uh, at around 10.02. Both of the guys died, the two friends. Um, On Wednesday, June 12th, this started June 9th. On Wednesday, June 12th, the security guard was released. He got out of the hospital, so he didn't die. But the two guys, the two friends died, right? Okay, now, the saddest part of that story is this piece of equipment, the GFCI, it's like a $10 part, and they could have put that in, and that would have solved the whole problem, okay? At the end of all of this, Kings Island was fined $23,000 for bad electrical ground, improper circuit breakers, lack of a GFCI, and having railings around the pond that were 8 inches lower than they were supposed to be. Uh, So eventually they installed all these things, and everything was taken care of. Okay, now, the legend is that these two guys that died still haunt the park around the pond area. Former, as a former employee named Austin Eversole says that quite frequently security guards will be walking through this area during closing, making sure no one is in the area, and they'll hear the sounds of two men talking near the pond. There's never anyone, anyone there when they investigate. It's also stated that when the guards walk through this area during closing time, they would see strange shadows near the pond. Uh, but when they shine a light there, the shadows would disappear. So the theory is these two guys are, are in the pond, are still in the pond area. Still, yeah. Now, they bring in this psychic. Okay, her name's Deborah Lance. And she reported that as she was sitting next to the pond during a paranormal investigation of the park, she felt as though she was being pulled towards the water. Then she saw a ghostly hand appear and reach for the water and she felt like she was being electrocuted and shocked. Now, apparently this particular psychic, and I don't know anything about her, she refuses to research the history of locations prior to her visit so she doesn't impact what she experiences. So apparently she goes in blind and she can feel this, this going on and she deduced that somebody must have been shocked there, right? So the theory is these guys are lurking near the pond. Now, those are the t- three guys that got hurt on october i'm sorry june ninth nineteen ninety one But get this: if the story gets even stranger, there's this b- ride called Flight Commander. It looks like a big octopus, and it has these uh little um um uh, little cars or uh enclosures on the end and and the arms come out and it rotates around. Okay, flight commander. Uh, stay away from that. Oh, no, no, I, I never got on it. No. Uh, I'll show you. I'll send you a picture of it. All right, June 9th, same day, 1991, 32-year-old widow named Candy Taylor. She was enrolled in the Patriot uh, Education Center, a truck driving school right there around Kings Island, and it moved from Toledo to Carlisle, which is all these little towns around here. Okay, so she goes to Kings Island to celebrate she got another job, right? All right. She was down there with a couple of other of her friends. They rode all the rides and during but during the day, it's reported that she had about 8 to 10 beers. All right. That evening, Taylor decided to buy this uh painted gift and she was going to send home to her children, but while she was waiting for the artist to paint it, uh, they decided to get on the get on flight commander. Okay? So her two friends Uh, got on the flight commander and Taylor just sat nearby finishing up her beer. When the ride got finished, her friends get off and they stood the ground to watch her ride. So Taylor gets on the ride. Okay. And there's a sign that says single riders will be paired. You know, they usually let you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But she was allowed to ride by herself, you know, in a capsule number four. So they checked it, checked her in, got her in there, checked her harnesses, and locked her down, and the ride began at 9.45. Now, this other thing started at 9.48 that I read you. So, as the pods lifted, Taylor apparently passed out due to the alcohol. As the ride spun around, she began to slide sideways under the harness and outside facing the empty seat next to her. So, you get it? She slid out. Yeah. Now Because it was empty, the harness lap and the bar were wide open. So as she slid out, her leg pressed against the joystick, causing the pod to do one of those full barrel rolls, right? Right. Halfway through the second roll, Taylor, who was now in the empty seat, was thrown out of the pod. Gone. A witness told a uh, local newspaper she was shot out like a cannonball, all right, because this thing's spinning around. Yeah, it's a pod, yeah. She fell 60 feet, landed about 30 or 40 feet away from the ride in a grassy hill. Her friends rushed over and found she was still breathing but obviously very injured. Here's here's the deal. Paramedics were still busy working at that other scene just 200 yards away. So they couldn't get to Taylor because they're working with these guys that all got shocked in the pond, right? Right. So a helicopter finally gets there, flies her to the flies her to the hospital. It gets to the hospital at 10:30, but she was pronounced dead at 10:34 p.m um so that it was the first time in the park history 19 years after opening day that a person had died on a ride they did find out that her blood alcohol was elevated uh during that time but because the ride was so the way they put her in there uh they ruled uh long story short that whether she was sober or drunk she still would have fallen out anybody would have fallen out the way it was you know what i mean uh, and that was that was the ruling that was the final ruling, but her family did get a uh, file a lawsuit, and they settled with the family for three hundred thousand dollars and uh oh i'm sorry, the park settled for three hundred thousand dollars. Then the family sued the maker of the ride uh but we don 't know what happened with that uh so she is also somebody that still haunts king's island uh apparently apparently, the same psychic went over there and had some kind of feeling with a lollipop. And Mm. the girl's name, the girl's name was Candy. Ah,
1: So so she, you see what I mean? Yeah, lollipop, Candy.
0: So these people, these are the people, all died on the same day, all in incidents around the same time at Kings Island. That's why they call June 9th, 1991, Black Sunday at Kings Island. Now I've been going to Kings Island since probably 1972, I never heard these. I stories. never
1: heard of that either. They must keep that under wraps.
0: Yeah, uh, yeah. They don't have that on a, a plaque <laughs> on the outside. No. When you walk in,
1: no. don't ride this ride. One person died. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Who wants this chair? I mean, I don't want to make light yeah, of it, right. but obviously. But uh, but yeah, June 9th, 1991, Black Black Sunday. I never Kings Island.
1: Never never heard of that. But
0: there's some more stuff at Kings Island. Maybe I'll tell you that on a different podcast you know I didn't know this either now in the middle of Kings Island when you drive up the expressway you can look and see a replica of the Eiffel Tower you know that's right, kind of a big right. deal and apparently there was some dude that fell out and got when I when I came back from our technical difficulties uh, you were talking about an elevator and a guy yeah. getting clipped well it, it happened to a guy up there up at Kings Island fell down and got hit in the elevator shaft and died they call it they call it Tower Johnny because his name was Johnny and um yeah but I I I'll, I'll tell you about that in another episode but but Kings Island has some creepy stuff going on I didn't know it
1: I didn't know any of that
0: I had no idea I was just up there riding around like crazy <laughs> when I was a kid
1: Yeah I didn't know any of that
0: Nothing creepy has ever happened to me at Kings Island Well
1: uh, I, oh well it's not creepy Right but I was on the – they don't have it anymore. Remember the ride that would go across the park? That the
0: safari sk- ride?
1: No, the sky The sky thing. You get in a little cage and you go across. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the yeah, safari yeah. was uh, in the monorail. Right. Yeah, they used to have a safari up there. Well, a guy got eaten. Yeah. yeah. That's another story. That's right. No,
0: so what happened to you on the sky ride? Yeah, you could go across the whole park. You could go across
1: the, the whole park. Well, I'm not a big fan of heights. So, But I would still take that. We got stuck Mm. on it, going across the park. Shut it down. Now. You were up there? Yeah. Well, now let let me verify. Okay, you start off 10 feet above the ground, and you go to about 30 in the middle, you know, the cables. And we were stuck on it. But we was the first one coming out of the hole. So we was about 10 feet off the ground. <laughs> okay, that's good. Now, if I was 30, because they had to come out with fire trucks and get the people out of them. Right. The gondolas, I guess they are, out of each one. Now, me, they they had to come with the fire truck, but, you know, you're only 10 feet above the ground. I was going to say, you could just hang, drop yeah, out of yeah, the Yeah, but being 30 feet is a different story. But yeah, but we got stuck on a ride. How long? Hour and a half.
0: Oh, that's a long time.
1: Well, they took the guys in the middle first.
0: (laughs) You literally could have just jumped out of that thing. (laughs) Ten feet is a basketball hoop.
1: Yeah, but you know, they probably (laughs) wouldn't allow us that. You know what I mean? (laughs) Yeah, but it's a different story when you reach up to touch a basketball (laughs) than if you're standing (laughs) on the hoop, jumping down. (laughs)
0: Yeah, it's a little different. It's a little different ride, right? (laughs) Yeah, I never only thing I ever got stuck in, I got stuck. In. I was stuck in an elevator in one of the buildings down here. And it was me, okay, I don't remember how many people, four or five, but the one that's important is it was a woman in the back. And we literally were st- stuck for like 30 seconds. And she freaked out. Yeah. I mean, she as soon as that thing stopped, she went berserk, and I just thought, man, I am glad that this was temporary because we wouldn't have survived with with her. No. And she said, she said, look, I have a fear of places. I, if I told you everything she did, you were like, nobody could do that in 30 seconds. I mean, she was just going berserk. So, But luckily, it was just a quick interruption, you know. And she was in the back of the elevator. I'll never forget. When that thing opened, it was like she was shot out of a cannon, <laughs> she jumped out of there and gone and ran, ran down the hallway, you know. So I'm glad it was only – it literally – and the reason I say it was 30 seconds because you know how they can talk to you? And I remember um, the lady saying on the on the speaker, you'll be out in like 15 seconds. And and then it turned out to be we were in there for 30 seconds. That's, one of, that's the only reason I keep saying it's 30 seconds. It actually was 30 seconds, you know. Something reset. Like
1: a safety feature? Yeah. Well, I was stuck one time, twice. The The second time was okay. The first time was terrible. The second time, we were filming that movie, and like 10 of us got on an elevator. And it just it started up a little bit and then mm, came down a little bit. There was a guy in the back. He was freaking out. And, I mean, everybody else in the elevator didn't have – I mean, he's probably got a phobia of some kind. But everybody else in the elevator didn't um, didn't have uh, a problem. I mean, we literally turned around, dude, just settle down. You know, and he was crazy. Like
0: this woman, yeah. same thing. You know, they say in these new buildings, these new elevators, they can't plummet to the ground like in the old. Now, that's what I've heard. I don't know anything about it. I've heard that. Those safety features you see in the movie where the elevator plummets to the ground—they they they can't
1: do that anymore. Just jump up before it hits the ground. I've seen it in the cartoons. That's all you have to do.
0: Or just apply that brake. You remember Bugs Bunny had that brake on the airplane? You could just apply. (laughs) 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 You could could just pull that lever back and it would stop. Yeah, that's a real thing. It's called the Bugs Bunny brake. So here's a public service announcement: When you get on a plane now, just go up to the pilot and say, "Sir." do you have the Bugs Bunny break? Because if you don't have it, I'm not riding it.
1: Well, what happened was the second one, which was a scary one to me. I was in Philadelphia, and you know how much it cost to fly to Philadelphia at that time—fifty bucks. Fifty bucks. Okay. Well, it was me and four other strangers were in the elevator. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. I didn't know them. I had to. I came up from the basement. Now wait a
0: minute. Is this just on your recent trip? Yes, just few mo- last year. Yeah, last year. Or a year before last probably. Yeah. But anyway, go ahead. I'm to figure out. Well, it wasn't in 2020. So.
1: No, uh uh-uh. uh So, it was just like five strangers in an elevator mm-hmm. in a Philadelphia office tower. Right. You know-, <laughs> Uh-oh. you know where this is going, don't you? But what happens next is anything but ordinary. <laughs> What's the movie? Devil Devil which was a which was a pretty good movie. Yeah, it was. I didn't know who it was. No,
0: I didn't know who it was either. And and it was the lady Well, I think we can spoil it. Now, it was a 20 years old yeah. movie. It was the lady that was already dead, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, he gets a lot of heat
1: for for that for his movies, but I thought that was good. I thought that was a real good it, everything took place in the elevator, the whole movie.
0: <laughs> you know, he has a new one coming out called Old Yeah, like you, so you go on this beach and you progress your age your entire life, like right there in one day on this beach. So you get on the beach and you're like five years old and then at the end of the day you're 95, gone. Yeah, comes out in July, it's called old. Yeah. So Steve, I have a question. Yes. What did we learn today? Oh. Well, first thing we learned was there's some great podcasts out here. And go to Podchaser, our Podchaser page, and you can read our reviews. You can also see the reviews on on Twitter. So we learned that.
1: We learned about the Ghost of Gatlinburg. But I recommend any town you go to, if you want to find something to do, go on their ghost tours. Fantastic time. And mm-hmm. tip them very well.
0: Well, oh, those people work hard. Yeah. We also learned that Kings Island has a bit of a history to it. I mean, I, I still want people to go up there and enjoy Kings Island, but um, just check it out. It's some interesting history to it—paranormal uh, type history. I'm talking, and you can go on Kings Island Ghosts. Blogspot. Com, uh, a blog run by a guy named Evan P. He doesn't give his last name, just P. That's where I got a lot of this from. And we also learned about. Steve getting stuck 10 feet in oh, the air. Oh, 10
1: feet in the air <laughs> yeah. at King's Island. I have my own King's Island horror story. <laughs> I was stuck 10 feet. Get a hold of Evan P. Put that one on. <laughs> Put that on Evan P's blog. I was stuck 10 feet in 10 the air feet. for an hour. Wow. How
0: about, wait, but who all was there? I mean, was it more than just you?
1: Yeah, I uh, just don't I mean it was other, King's Island by myself.
0: No, but I didn't know if you were trying to get, because, uh, you know, a lot of people used to, like, Say I'll meet you on the other side of the. Uh, they would just take it one way to get to the other side. The fat
1: bastards did that, <laughs> <laughs> and that's why I got stuck because the fat bastards were on it.
0: <laughs> yeah, we're not walking. We, I didn't come up here to do all this walking. <laughs> yeah, I tell you what, Imogene, I'm taking the, <laughs> I'm taking the sky ride over.
1: That's it, the sky ride. Yeah, sky
0: ride. Yeah, yeah. I couldn't think what it was called. I took one at uh, just recently. Uh, at uh, Ohio State Fair a few years ago, and we did that. We walked to the very end, and uh, we wanted to get back up to the parking lot, so we just took the, the lift because that was one where you just stand there and the, and it comes behind you, yeah. And you sit down automatically. It's not closed in or anything. You can slip right out of it, you know. um So we learned that. We also learned that people will freak out when an elevator gets stuck even oh, if it's for 30 yeah. seconds they will freak out i didn't really freak out i just thought i hit a
1: couple of buttons and this thing will get moving i mean know. we we didn't have time to freak out we was worrying about the guy behind
0: yeah, us yeah you had to start babysitting this client yeah the same way with us you know because i, I wanted to open that hatch and crawl through the top like they do in the movie <laughs> shimmy up the cable I, well, we want to thank everybody for listening. Thank you for following us on social media. Thank you for all of your support. All the other great podcasters out there, uh, please listen, download, and subscribe to our podcast. Give us some likes. Give us some reviews on Apple Pod. Oh, I'm sorry, on Apple or any other any other place. Podchaser. Chaser. Just uh, go on, check us out, and leave us some reviews. And like I say, listen, download,
1: subscribe. Hit that subscribe button. We really appreciate it.
0: Steve, you have anything else?
1: I don't have anything else. Uh, I'm just hungry.
0: There's a shock.
1: It's time to eat.
0: There's a shocker. All right. Hey, thanks for listening, everybody.
1: I'm Kurt. I'm Steve. Thanks a lot.